Okay, today is Daf Chaf. We're going to start at the Mishnah on Yud Testament Beis. Ein Tzaylen Basar Batzal Ubeitza. One may not roast meat, <coughs> onions, or eggs. El Kadeshi Tzaylen They have to cook. It really means cook. It has to cook during the day. We'll see what that means. Ein Paslatanor. You cannot put bread into, it's talking about on Erev Shabbos. You can't put pas into the oven on Erev Shabbos. Im as it's getting dark, nor a cookie on top of coals. Unless the face of it, which we're going to explain, we'll see if the Gemara will we'll talk about which one's the face, but um, it's going to be the part facing the fire. That no, it's not the face, the, the part facing the fire, but rather it's, so we've explained before, that the way they used to make bread was they would take a clump of dough and they would stick it on the walls of the oven. Okay, so you have two sides, the side facing the fire and the side that is attached to the wall of the oven. That the amount that it has to be baked before Shabbos is that it needs to get crusty on the, um, uh, on the part that is attached to the oven wall. However, this is, comes contrast to the beginning. The beginning, we said you can't cook. Um, that the cooking has to be done during the day. However, we're seeing that by a carbon pesach mishalshlin, you can lower the pesach into the oven im as it's getting dark. Meaning, even though it's not going to be cooked the necessary amount, you can stick it in and leave it there. Umachizin es ha'ar, and we'll see why. Um, we'll see why on the on carbon pesach in the gemara. Umachizin es ha'ar. And you can light the fire and do a space hamoikad. What that means is that machizin um, means it just has to get started. So base hamoikad was there was a place where the kahanim used to walk around in this room in the base in the base of mikdash. It was very um, they used to walk around barefoot, and um, that was the heat room they used to go to warm their feet off. So what we're saying is for the base hamoikad. If you wanted to light a fire before Shabbos to get it started, all you'd have to do is get the flame started. Okay, just watch the flame go up, and that would be enough of a lighting um, to uh, you know light the, the 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 tinder or the wood or whatever it is for the um, for the base um, hamoikad. What were you cooking there? No, nothing. They, it was just the heating room. The base of was the heating room, right? They used to go to warm their feet off there. So it's a chiddush, I can't light. We already know that we could light a candle before Shabbos. Yeah, but the question is, well, in contrast, uvegvulin, if you look in the next part of the game, that it's not enough to get the fire started, but that the fire has to grab roiv. Okay, so the question is, you're right. All you need to do is get a fire started before Shabbos, but the question is how much... Does that fire have to get started? Does it just a little bit? Or if you're lighting a big fire, do you have to get right if it started? Rabbi Yehuda Eimer, that even by Gvulin, not the Gvulin means in, in the lands, meaning not in the base of Mikdash, all you would need uh, for Pchamim, for coals, since they are more flammable. So Kolshehu, also all you need is a little bit to get started, and you don't need to have Rive. Okay, so we're going to discuss each part of the Mishnah. Individually, So we want to know when the Mishnah said that you cannot cook foods unless they cook on Friday, in other words, before Shabbos. 
Vekama, <coughs> how much must be cooked before Shabbos? I'm Rabbi Lazar, I'm a Rav. Could they shoot? Uh, I'm too close. Is that better? Yeah. Okay. The comma. I'm Rabbi. Pardon? Don't forget it. Nothing. Go ahead. The silhouette is giving commands. <laughs> that it has to be cooked. Kamaichel ben Drusai, which is one third. Rashi says it marnami. That similarly, we see that if it's cooked, that it's cooked one third, then it's considered cooked. And therefore, if it got cooked, the second two thirds got cooked by a guy, it would not be a problem of Bishel Akub. Tanya, Chananya Oimer, Kol Shehu Kamaychol Ben Dushroi, any food that is cooked, like Maychol Ben Dushroi, that's cooked one third, Mutter Lahashoisei Agabe Kira. You are then, right, it's coming off of our Mishnah, you are now allowed to leave in uh, on the stove, meaning on Shabbos, so as long as it's cooked by a third, before Shabbos starts, you can leave it there. Even though the stove is not shoveled out or the coals um, uh, covered with ashes. So we're going to discuss that later when we discuss the Didim of Hatmana later on in the Masechta, that there's different... Um, that there's a different level of how, um, you know, when you can leave things in a fire, does it have to be grufa? Do you have to remove the heating element or not? And here we're saying is even if all, if the fire is raging, right, it's a full fire, as long as it's cooked by one third, that is considered cooked and therefore one may leave the food in there um, on Shabbos. So as long as it's cooked a third before Shabbos. Ein neis hapas. So now we discussed the machlekes here between the Tanakama and Rebbe Lazar that you can't put bread into the oven unless it is Ache Yikrimu Paneha, said the Tanakama. And Rabbi Lazar said it until it's Yikrimu, until it gets cru- and develops a crust on the Tachtain. So now, Ibayalahu, Tachtain Heich. Well, Tachtain, we want to know what is considered the bottom, according to Rabbi Lazar. Heich Tagabe Taner. Is it the part that is attached to the walls of the oven? Maybe the bottom is what looks like it's on the bottom. Again, because. If it's stuck on the top of the wall, so the bottom of that piece of bread looks like the part that's facing the fire. So Toshima, we have a bracer, and then the tachtain is considered the part that is stuck to the walls of the oven. And that is the machlekes that Rebbe, that the Tanakama is much more machmer. He holds, I'm sorry, the Tanakama is much more makel. And he holds that as long as the part that's that's closer to the fire has developed a crust, then you may um, then you may leave it there. You may leave the bread to finish baking on Shabbos. And Rabbi Lazar holds is more machmer. He says no. You have to there, before Shabbos. You have to have a crust on the part that's touching the walls of the oven, right? That's further away from the flame. So mastama that would be more machmer. It would take longer to develop a crust on the part touching the walls of the oven. Now we said in contrast, Mishalshalin, the Mishnah said, Mishalshin is a Pesach, you may lower the Pesach into the spit. So my timer, why can you now um, cook the carbon Pesach right before Shabbos? And you don't have to be concerned, it doesn't have to have this Michael Ben it doesn't have to be a third cooked. So my timer, Mishim Debnei Chabura's Rizenheim, because carbon Pesach is eaten with a Chabura, okay? Um, it would be eaten by a whole group. And therefore, one will watch the other, 
and they're chabura, there's reason, and therefore we're, we're, we're very careful, and we're not concerned that you're going to come mess with the flame, right? The, con- the concern here is all, by all these things with cooking, is if you leave it in the oven, it, we're concerned, is, like coming off of what we discussed the other day, that you might mess with the flame to get it to stoke the flame to burn, and that is lighting, That's, that, that is a din of, um, over, uh, that it's, it's a problem with the malacha of Aish, that you're going to go ahead and you're going to cause the fire to, to, to burn brighter. So, but, but by Karim Pesach, where you're part of a Chabura, the Chabinei Chabura is reason, and you're not going to be concerned about that. If you weren't part of a Chabura, if it wasn't a Karim Pesach, you would, not, you would not be able to. I remember, if you remember, we said that Gadya, that according to the second Lashon, we said um, that a a kid goat, bain shrik, bain loy shrik, whether the pot is sealed or it is not sealed, shop your dummy, it's going to be okay, meaning it doesn't have to be fully cooked. Why? And we said, why? Because the wind was is, is a problem for the kid goat. It's very sensitive to heat. And therefore, you're not going to stoke the flames. So the Pesach is also a gedi. So now we're trying to understand why is it only because you're part of a chabura that we're not concerned. We said that gedi is not subject to uh, an issue of shami yichata because it's so sensitive to heat. So the Mara answer is no, it depends. Ha'asam mintach, there it's cut into pieces. And when it's cut into pieces, they're smaller pieces, so each piece is more sensitive to heat. Ha'achaloi mintach, here the carbon pasach has to be roasted as one huge, you know, um, as one huge, uh, you know, hole, right? It's rotisserie. And therefore, it's not as sensitive to heat. And therefore, if you weren't part of a chabura, we would not allow you to put it onto the fire right before Shabbos. The Mishnah says that the fire has to get started. We said in the base Hamoikad. So again, we're talking about in the base Hamikdash, we said Ma'achizin, which means the fire just has to get started. And we contrasted that with not on the base of Mikdash, it has to, um, the, the fire has to catch on rive, on most of whatever you're trying to light. So, how do we know that you can, it's sufficient to just start lighting the fire before Shabbos? Amaravuna, you want to know how we know this? Because it says, the Pesach says, that one may not light a fire in your uh, rishos, right? We're in your house. You can't light a fire in your house. That in the Beis Hamikdash, you are able for the for the um, the bonfire of the Beis Hamikdash, that room, the warming room. You are able to uh, light a fire. So it seems to be saying that there's no problem of lighting a fire in the Beis Hamikdash at all. So Maskif Larav Chista Ihachi. If so. Our mission is talking about things you could do before Shabbos. If you're saying that there's no Isser of lighting a fire in the base of Mikdash, so then even on Shabbos itself, you can light a fire in the base of Mikdash. Why would we say that the reason why Machizan Asar, the Maduras Beis HaMoikad, we're talking about is Lifnei Shabbos, before Shabbos. Elam Rav Chista, Rav Chista says, Kroki Asa, Lemishri Varma Pudarim Huda Asa, that this whole pasuk of Savaru Eish saying that there's no iser of <coughs> of lighting a fire in the base of Mikdash, that is when you're talking about when you're talking about Malachas Mikdash, when you're talking about 
the Ivarim Upadarim, to do Avaidah, then there is no Isser of lighting a fire on Shabbos. However, here you're doing it for the comfort of the Kohanim, to warm the feet of the Kohanim. There, it would be an Isser Shabbos. Okay, meaning you can't just go ahead and light a fire in the base of Mikdash to help the Kohanim. I, if so, why is it enough? Why did we contrast that in the Madura space on God, all you have to do is get the fire started versus outside in, <clears throat> outside the base of Mikdash, you have to make sure the fire catches Rav. The Gemara says, the Kohanim's reason, Haim. The Kohanim are reason. Since the Kohanim, they are very, very careful. Okay, um, they're a little OCD. And therefore, they're going to make sure that they would not, uh, they'll, and they'll watch each other, they'll make sure that they would not light a fire on Shabbos itself. And therefore, even if you just got the fire started, that would be sufficient. We're not concerned that you might come to um, continue to light the fire on Shabbos if part of it doesn't catch. Ubigvulin, However, we contrasted the, in the basic Mikdash, we said that in the Gvulin, that the fire has to catch rife again because we have to be we're concerned that you if you're not in the base of mikdash and there's not you're not you have somebody watching over you we're concerned that if you start the fire before shabbos and let's say it doesn't burn enough or you um it, it doesn't catch rife that it, the fire might not t- take and you might come light it um on your own so my ruban so we want to know exactly what is rife when we said the fire in order when, when you're lighting a bonfire before Shabbos, it ha- you have to make sure it catches Rav before Shabbos. My Ruban, Amarav, Rav Kol Echad Ve'echad. That you have to get, and let's say you have, you know, a thousand sticks in the bonfire, you have to get Rav of each stick. Okay, so it's going to end up being probably a lot more than Rav of your fire has to get started. Ushmul Amar, he says, no, you don't have to get, there is no specific amount for Rav. As long as, as, long as they're saying, as long as they're saying there's no longer a need for kindling wood. So if you, as long, right, so the way they used to start a bonfire was they put like little twigs, right, things that catch fire easily, and you'd start the fire with that. And then when you brought enough of the kindling um, stuff, and that would, uh, then the big branches would, would catch fire. So Shmuel holds, Rav holds that what does Rav mean? Rav means you have to get each stick, each big log of the bonfire has to be Rav lit. And Shmuel says, no, as long as you're past the point of where you need any kindling wood or kindling stuff to get the fire started, that's good enough. Tana Rav Chia, Rav Chia has a raya to Shmuel. As long as the flame will go up on its own. So that sounds like Shmuel, that as long as you want to know how much the fire has to be lit before Shabbos, if you're lighting a fire for Shabbos, it has to be lit enough that you don't need, it doesn't need any help. Once it no longer needs help and the flame takes catches and I'll take on its own, so then, then we're good. We don't have to be concerned that it's going to go out anymore. So we want to know about, what about Eitzichiti? Let's say you have one stick. So we said Rav. Now there's two different ways to have Rav of the stick that has to be lit. Rav Amar Rav Avyav. It's, th- it's Rav of the thickness of the stick needs to be, um, needs to, needs to catch on fire. And some say that most that most of it around, meaning the fire has to go through and through, has to be all around the stick. Amarav Papa, like we saw in Brachas many times, what does Papa say? Hilkach. Therefore, ba'inan both rov of yav u'rov ba'inan rov hakefai. You need 
that for, for one stick itself, we can't rely on um, either no longer having um, kindling wood or rive of the stick. If you have one stick, it needs to be both rive across and rive of the whole thing all the way around. Kitanoi, and this is like the machlekes, these two lashonis of Rav are like machlekes tanoim. Rav Chia Amar, Rav Chia says how much fire needs to be lit. Kidei sheyashchesa eats that the fire that the wood is ruined. Mimalachas uman, meaning let's say a woodworker he's not going to use a piece of wood that's bad. Now burning it enough will make the piece of wood bad. If it only caught fire for a second, it wouldn't make the piece of wood bad. So he says that the amount that you need to have lit before Shabbos is that it will destroy it from being able to be used by a, by a carpenter, by a woodworker, and that is Rav Avyav. Rabbi Yehuda, that is the width of the, um, you know, it's, it's a lower level. Rabbi Yehuda, it has to have, um, the fire has to have grabbed from both ends, and that Rashi says is Rav HaKefai, that is that most of the circumference of the stick has grabbed, okay? Even though there's no raya specifically that you need, um, you know, that, that, of which way you need, whether you need Rav Oivav or Rav there's a Zeich Lodavar, we can see a smach to this from the Pasuk. The Pasuk says, It's two ends, the fire ate, which sounds like Rav HaKefai, V'toychai Nachar, and if the inside is burned, that sounds like it's no longer useful for malacha. So we see that the bar for malacha is that the width, the cross section of it is burned. And we see that the, um, you know, that there's also a concept of being burned of Zerayv HaKefai. And, we're, and that's is subject to Machlagis Tanayim. However, like we said, Rav Papa holds, you need both. If you only have one stick, Right, so you have to make sure that now think about it is if it's a really big stick, that it's not just part of its lit, that Rav Hekefai and Rav Ovyov, it has to be um, you know, fully caught fire. And now we're just gonna go we're coming off of the Pasik Vah Lefanov Miva Eres. That this is talking about when um Yirmia, who wrote Echa, so he um foretold the destruction of the base of Mikdash. He brought Eicha in front of the, in front of Yehoyakim, the king. And Yehoyakim was not having any of it. He wasn't so happy about it. So he took the Eicha, Megillus Eicha, or the part that Yermiah had written, and he chucked it in the fire. The Ach lefanav mevairas. And the Ach burned, okay, Sefer Eicha. So my Ach, what is the Ach? Amarav Achvana. It means the wood of an arava tree. The Shmuel Amar etzim shenidluku ba'achvana. Okay, then it means the f- sticks that lit one from the other. So again, we brought this here because this is talking about uh, how fires got started. Okay, either they use the will- willow branch, or it means that the small ones lit the large ones. So that come that sounds like uh, what we were talking about. Hahudamar lohu. Someone said, so this we can see this is a raya for Rav. Okay, Rav who said, um, <coughs> he said, Man boy achvana, right? Rav said that achvana was the willow, atse arava, and Shmuel said it was etzim shenigluv achvana. So, man boy achvana. So, a guy called out, a merchant called out, he said, Who wants to buy achvana? 
and we went there to go buy Ishtakach Arabta. We found that it was willow branches. So we see that Acha in the Pasuk, when we said Ach, Ha'ach, Lefan of Maveres, means willow branches. Amaravhuna. Ravuna says, Kanim ain't srichin, Rav, that reeds, let's say you have a bunch of reeds, so you don't need Rav. If you have a, a reed, sorry, and you light a reed on fire, so even though we said that you need Rav, since the reeds burn uh, quicker, right? So it's, it, we were talking about a standard stick. So standard stick, because it could be that once you get it lit, it'll go out, but a reed, the fire won't, um, you know, it, it, it consumes quickly, and therefore it's flammable, and therefore ain't srichin Rav. However, Igdon, if let's say you took a pack of reeds together, so then we would say Tzrichen Rav. Since they're packed close together, then the fire could go out. You would need Rav Garinim. Let's say you lit a seed on fire. Ain't Tzrichen Rav. Again, they're also flammable. And therefore, you don't need Rav. As long as you got the fire started on a seed, that would be considered enough of a fire before Shabbos that you can say it's lit. Nasan B'cholsois, if you put all of these seeds into a bowl, then Srichen Rav. You would need Rav, again, because they're packed together, so it could be the fire will go out, and we're concerned you might come to light it. So there's going to be three shitas here. So Rav Huna is basically saying that if it's a standalone, then since it's flammable, you're fine. If, if, um, if it's packed together, then you're going to have a problem. We're concerned that it might go out. Maskif la Rav Chista. Rav Chista is going to say, Adarabo. The other way makes sense. Kanim mivadron. Okay, that reads, if you have, you know, like uh, pickup sticks, right? If you drop them, so we're assuming uh, Rav Huna said that one will catch fire to the other. But since they're scattered out, it could be that part of one that caught fire won't be touching another one. And therefore, you know, you have no guarantee that they're going to light each other. And therefore, we should be concerned that you might come to continue lighting it on Shabbos. But Igdon Lemavadron, if they're packed together, once you catch fire to one, then Mistama, the fire would catch to the rest of them. Same thing by Garinim. Garinim Mavidron, if you light one seed, then we should be concerned that you might not, it might not catch to the other ones because Mavidron, they're scattered. Nastan Becholsis, if you put them in a bowl, Lemavidron, then they're not scattered, meaning then they will light. So again, Rav Huna held that if it was um, staying alone, then once the fire started, it's fine. And um, if they're packed together, then it's a concern that they'll go out. And Rav Chista seems to be saying the complete opposite way, that if they're together in a bunch, then there's a, the fire won't go out, but if it's on its own, they're scattered out, then we're concerned that the fire will flame out and it won't catch to the other ones. In Marnami... We see in Marnami, it doesn't mean we're learning like any of these two. This is actually going to be the third shita. Amar Rav Kahana. Rav Kahana says, Kanim sha'ogdan srichen rav. So it depends. Further reads, then you need rav. Loi igdan ain't srichen rav. Okay, if you bundle them together, then you need rav. So he's holding in regards to the Kanim like Rav Huna, that if they're bunched together, you need rav, but if they're stand alone, then all you need to do is get the flame started. Garinim, however, by seeds, he holds the other way. He holds, like Rav Chista, that Garinim Tzrichin Rav, that you need Rav if they're separated. Now, some Mecholsas, however, if you put them in a bowl, ain't Tzrichin Rav. So he splits, Rav Kana splits the two shitas. Tana Rav Yosef, 
Rav Yosef says, Arba Maduras, four types of flames, or t- four types of bonfires, ain't suichen rive. So basically, if you have wood that is covered with the following four substances, you don't need rive. Again, it's very flammable, and therefore, we're not concerned that the fire will go out. Shel zefes of pitch, vishel gafres is sulfur. The next one says vishel gavina, however, um, they change it. It makes more sense to say shel shaiva. The gra changes it. It's, wa- it's kira. Okay, it's a wax, right? Because cheese is not necessarily flammable. Wax is. Vishel revav or of grease. So if you have wood covered with any of these four things, then as long as you got the fire started a little bit, you would not need the fire to go rive. You would just need to get the fire started a little bit. Masisatana, af shel kashra shel gavava. Also straw and stubble. If you started, if you got the fire started with straw and stubble, you would not need rive. These things are highly flammable. And therefore, as long as you touch the flame to it, got the fire started at all, then you uh, could leave it for Shabbos. Amrav Yechanan, Eitzim shel bavel, that wood of bavel does not need, also you don't need a light rive before Shabbos. Maskev lo Rav Yosef, Maigi. What, do you, what is this Eitzim shel bavel that you're talking about? Ilema silti, if you say it's wood chips like mulch, Hashta psila amar ula malik tzarek that by a wick, okay, <clears throat> that you have to light most of the wick, meaning, what does that mean? That it doesn't burn so well. So silta, if, so out of this material, if you, would, if you were to fashion a wick, you have to, <clears throat> you have to, um, you know, keep the, the fire to light that wick for a long time. You have to make sure it gets rave lit. So silty, if it's a wood chip, which is much thicker, made out of that same material, mibaya. So how could you say that the Eitzim Shel Bavel are very flammable? El Amar Yosef, what are we talking about? Shucha da Arza. We're talking about a cedar branch, okay? And, um, and Rashi explains that it's very dry and thin, and it has some sort of spongy material between the bark and the and the wood, and therefore, since it has that spongy material, it's almost like a cloth that is very very flammable, and that's what we're talking about. We're not talking about the the chips of wood itself. We're talking about the branch. Rami Bar Abba Amar Zaza. He's talking about moss. That the moss is, um, you know, the, the green moss is more flammable, and that's what when we said Eitzim Shabavel, it meant the moss. Hadron Allah Yitzias Hashabbos. So we're coming now. We're going to starting the second parak. Okay, good. You're done? No cake? Sorry. My my intermittent fast isn't over yet. I have a, I have another four hours. But <laughs> Okay, so the second parak. So we're gonna discuss with what one may um, light and with then we're gonna talk in two sections. What type of wicks can you use? And what type of oil can you use? And all these have to do with, our concern is that we want to make sure the fire that you light is going to burn well, because if not, you're going to come to relight it. It'll go out. Um, you know, you don't have, um, you know, the, the flame will flicker. So we want to make sure that you're using the right type of wick and using the right type of oil. But with what one, with what can you light and with what can you not light? Ein malikin, you can't light loy belechesh, not with cedar fibers. We're gonna see loy and not with chaisen. 
Um, I can not translate these things, and then we'll translate it later. Kalach, and not with Kalach. Seidan, and not with Seil Seidan. Midbar, and not with wicks from the Midbar. And not with the green on the water, which is seaweed. Now, those were all wicks, stuff you make wicks out of. There are all sorts of different fibers we're going to see. That you can't light with any of those because, again, they don't necessarily burn well. Not with pitch or wax. Now we're talking about the type of fuel. So you can't use pitch and you can't use wax. Not with kick oil. Not with burnt oil. And not with the tail fat. And not with uh, you know the fat from an animal. Nachmamadi says, that although you can't light with a chunk of fat, right, thick, you know, solid of fat, but if you cook the fat and it turned into uh, an oil, then you can. They say, that you, you may not cook whether the fat has been, uh, you can't use it as, as an oil, for, uh, oil for, for a lamp, whether, um, whether it has, um, uh, the fat has been cooked or not, whether it's melted or not, it's not going to matter. What are we afraid of? If it doesn't cook well, then what are we afraid of? Then, the so, the, 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 the fire will um, jump around, okay, and the, it won't stay. Meaning, it, 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 these, are not, these are not good conductors for, uh, you know, good, good fuel burning. And therefore, our concern is that you might come to uh, relight the lamp, or we'll see that the flame goes out. On the flame goes out, you want to have you want to have a light for Shabbos, okay? But um, the point where our concern is that it's not going to burn well. And then you'll come to be to. to, to you'll come to relight it. Let's say, yeah. Okay, fine. Zakta Gemara Lechesh. What is Lechesh? So we said Eman Likin Loib Lechesh. So we said Shucha the Arza. It's the bark of a cedar tree. That's a piece of wood. If it's a piece of wood, of course you can't use that as a psil, right? It's wood. It's not a. It's not a. Um, it's not a wick. So the Gemara says, "Ba'amrinisa de ispe." No, we're talking about like we explained before at the end of the last parak that in between the bark and the 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 wood of this tree, there was a spongy like fiber. Okay, if you peel back the bark, there were fibers there, and we use that as wicks. So we're saying don't use that because they don't burn well. Even though it's a fibrous uh, material, What is chaisen? Nuura shall They're fibers of flax. How could you say that chaisen is nuurais? It says So we see that the chaisen be- turns into nuurais. So chaisen can't be nuurais if they turn into nuurais. El Then what are what's chaisen? It's flax that was beaten and was not combed. So since it was not combed, therefore, it will not burn nicely. If it was combed, I guess it would be fine for a wick, but we're talking about that it was beaten and it was not combed. What is kalach? I asked to all the seafarers, right? They've been around different places, so they... They uh, they know what these things are in different lands. But Amri Kochla, they said Kochla Shmei. They said that it's this Kochla. Okay, we don't know what it is, but it was something that they had Kochla. Yitzchak Bar Ziri Amar Gushkara. That no, it's not Kochla. He says that Kalach is Gushkara is the floss fibers. You know, a floss silk, silk uh, silk fibers. 
So meaning like the what comes out of a silkworm that eventually is, gets spun into silk. So those fibers are what what we would consider kalach. Rav and Rabbi have a yasri kamei Rabna. Rav and Rabbi were sitting in front of Rabna. Rabna Nechemia Achva Kalusa. So Rav and Abai were sitting in front of Rav Nechemia, the brother of the Rish Kalusa. Chazir Dahava Lavish Mitaksa. He saw that the, that the brother of the Rish Kalusa was wearing silk. Amrle Rav and Abaya. Ha, Rav and said to Abaya, Hainu Kalach. That is, right, I see a silk baguette. That is this Kalach. We said that Kalach, according to uh, the second shot was Gushkara was a, a silk floss, was a silk thread. So Hainu Kalach Tatan. I've been wondering, I'm showing you now, this is this is what that silk is. Amar so the Rish, the brother of the Rishkulusha said, Anan Shira Pardanakarinale, you call it Kucha, you call it, I'm sorry, Kalach, and I call it Shiraya Pardana. Okay, it's Pardana silk. Mesvei, Frekta Gemara, how could you say that? Hashirayim Vehakalach, Basrik and Chayav Mitzitzis. So we see that the, these following things are Chayav Mitzitzis, but we see that what? Shirayim is one thing and Kalach is another. So how could you say, how could you say that kalach is silk thread if we're saying shirayim va'kalach? So iba yisema, you, you take out the parts of parentheses and put in a iba yisema instead. Iba yisema tiyufta. Either it's shver, and you're right, we have to go with the first shot of saying that kalach is kolcha. Or iba yisema, shira l'chod v'shira pardana l'chod. That there are two different uh, silks. There's a pardana silk, and then there's a kalach, which is a regular silk. Okay, you can't uh, light with the wicks of Edan. What is that? Achvina, that is the willow, willow bark. Again, um, and we'll see here in a second. So they were going in the valley of Tamarisa. They saw these trees. These willow trees that are, we're looking at, those are Edan. That's what Edan is in the Mishnah. Amarle. He said to him, how could that be? He eats Baalma, it's just wood. So Kalaf, he peeled off the bark. He showed him this, again, the spongy fibers that were in between the bark and the wood. And that's what, the, you know, the wood of the tree, that's what we're talking about, that he used as a psila. And not with wicks from the midbar. What is that? Shivra. That is, Rashi says, long it's a long brand, a long type of grass that they had, like a wild grass. Okay, so we can't use that as a psila. What is the green on the water? If you say it's this black algae, so the Gemara says that can't be. Right, algae is if you look on like a, sits on the top of the water, it splits up. Okay, so you don't you can't put it together and make it into a wick. We're talking about the black, um, the black growth that happens on a, on a boat. So when you leave a boat, Rashi explains when you leave a boat sitting in the water for a long period of time, okay, it grows some green, like some moss or something, okay, and that is what we're talking about. That you fashion the wick out of that. That we're saying you may not use it to light because it doesn't light well. Tana, Asifu Aleim. They added that not only <clears throat> these things in the Mishnah can you not use as a wick, you can't use wool either, or hair, right? So the, the Tana added is saying that you can't use wool or hair. The Tana didan, I and our Tana, why didn't he bring in wool and hair? Why didn't he say that you can't light with them? 
So he said, we said that you don't even need to. Samar Makavitz covets. Because our Tana was only discussing things that you could actually light. Okay, but the flame wouldn't stay. The problem is that wool, you can't even get lit. Samar Makavitz covets, it'll curl up. It shrinks. As soon as you try to light it, it shrinks. And so too, Sar Echruchei Michrich, it burns. Right, it doesn't actually get lit. It just you just burn the hair when you touch a flame to it, and therefore our Tana didn't even mention these things because you can't even get the flame started. We were only we were only mentioning things that you cannot use as a wick are things that you can get the fire started. It just won't. It jumps around. It won't. It won't uh, stay. It won't burn well. Believe is zephes and not with um, zephes. So zephes zifsa. We say zephes is pitch. Shaiva, right? We said not Zephus and not Shaiva. Shaiva is Kirusa. That's wax. So you can't use pitch and wax. Tana. And by the way, we say Adkan Pasol Psilus. Until Zephus, we were talking about the type of wicks that you cannot use the light with. Mikan Be'elech. But from Zephus and on, Psol Shmanim. It is a Psol and what you use as fuel. So again, there's two parts of the lamp, right? There's the, well, three. There's the flame. There's the wick. And then there's the fuel. So now we're talking about the um, fuel. Pshita, Lamar says pshita. Yeah, I understand. Pitch and wax um, are not wicks. So it's pashin. Why, why did the Tana have to say this? So we say shaivet strichale. We needed it to tell me for wax. Ma'udetema, lipsilis nami lechazia. That it's not, you might have thought that shaiva really could have been talking about the wicks. And what are we talking about? That you, if you wrap your wick with wax, so let's say you have a good wick and you wrap it with wax, that will say don't light with that. That it, you know, if it's waxed, um, surrounded by wax, kamash malan. That know that if you have a good psila, you're fine, even if it's surrounded with shaiva. And therefore, the shaiva we're talking about here is only for the fuel and not to um, put a. It's not for if you to put wax around the wick. bar oven itrana. Itchrun, which is something we're going to discuss on uh, Daf, the next Mishnah, wherever that is, Daf Chavdalad, uh, that we say, Ein Madlikin be Itchrun, Kavad Shabbos. Okay, so if, if you want to know what Itchrun is, that is Psulta de Zifsa. That is the Psilis, that is what um, the, the byproduct of Zephes. When you make this, uh, this pitch, so there's a clear liquid byproduct that comes out, that is Itchrun. And we're going to say you may not light with it, even though it does uh, light. It is flammable, but it is it doesn't smell good. And psulta de dovsha, I'm sorry, shaiva. What is wax? And this is why we're bringing it here. We want to know what is our wax. That is psulta de dovsha. Wax is a byproduct of honey. Okay, lemay nafkemina. Why do we want to know that? Lemekach memkar. We want to know this for mekach for buying and selling purposes. If someone says I have shaiva for sale. So we have to make sure that it's beeswax and it's not some other form of wax. And that's why um, we brought this to say, Shaiva Psulta de Dovsha, that the wax that we're talking about in our Mishnah, that is the byproduct of honey, beeswax.